Melody. I'm one of the pastors here. God's blessing upon you. And I'm Stephen. I'm the student ministries pastor here. And uh, we are happy that you're here today. Today is Soup Sunday. Yeah. Woo. So I hope you came hungry to leave happy. And we have all sorts of soups warming up for you and ready. So if you have no reason to scurry off today, even if you do have a reason to scurry off today, we ask that you would just chill a little bit, maybe have a conversation over a cup of soup, and just enjoy each other's company. Yes? Yes. yes. Well, this week we had some really cool things going on, especially for our student ministries. So this last Wednesday, we had our Halloween party on the day of Halloween, Halloween, and it was super exciting. We had the students painting pumpkins and doing a bunch of activities. We did a scavenger hunt. We did some other games, a baking contest, a costume contest, and it was just a lot of fun. It was really cool to see the students start to get involved, to play. That was uh, Kaylee Anderson's design, and everyone thought that she cheated somehow, which I don't know how she could, but it's pretty amazing. That would be my daughter. Yeah, that was her daughter. I believe she makes things on Etsy. Or, so. Um, so it was a really great time. It was a really good time for having the students come together, build community, be able to bond over some common, um, like chasing down scavenger hunt clues around the church and things like that. Um, we also had some other really cool things on Wednesday. So on, oh, I'm kind of jumping around. But on, on Wednesday, that morning, I actually got the opportunity to be at Sandy Miss High School because we had, uh, the, we, they had a staff meeting this past Wednesday, and they were kind of, it was the first day of the new principal, Principal Omar's um, time to serve at Sandy Miss High School. So we brought some bagels, some coffee, got to interact. That was the, the staff meeting with all the teachers and faculty there. And we were able to, I was able to meet some of them, to talk about things. And what was really cool is I had actually a teacher come up to me and tell me how much our Coffee Connect that we do on Wednesdays has actually been impacting the students. So she was telling me that she was doing highs and lows with the students and asking what was the best part of your week, what was the worst part of the week, and that a few students were like, honestly, the best part of my week was going over and getting coffee at that church across the street. So learning like some of the things we do here, even if it's just a little portion of time on a Wednesday afternoon, it actually makes an impact in their entire week. Um, so that was really encouraging for me. Uh, for all the students, I want to make sure you know, if you're a middle schooler or high schooler, in two weeks or a week and a half time, we will be having our Friendsgiving on November 15th. Now, there is a link to register for that on the, um, on the church calendar website. So if you go to that, you can register, tell us what you're bringing. Uh, parents, take notes, because most of the time, the students don't remember half of it. But we will have Friendsgiving in a week and a half on November 15th at 6.30. So be there. All right. And if you are a lady in the room and are available during the day, this Tuesday marks our second tea time together. So ladies tea on Tuesday where we just sit together, we have some simple tea, a simple snack, and we just gather and um, read through a chapter of Peter and um, we just have a great time together. So if you're available for that, please come to that. The other thing that is happening this week for the ladies is that we are having a board meeting on Wednesday, a charcuterie board meeting. 
Yes, I'm so excited. I'm like staying away from salty stuff all week just so that I can have all the salt on um, Wednesday. So ladies, it is really, really important that you see me today to sign up to bring something. Um, you, don't, you don't have to um, register for the event, but I do have several spots that need signups for different items. So. Somebody is bringing crackers, somebody is bringing grapes, somebody is bringing jam, cheese, salami, whatever it is, because charcuterie boards are put together best within a group of people. And so please see me and the women's leadership team afterwards. And not, we're not sheep. Well, yes, we are. I suppose we're all sheep. But, um, but please sign up for that. That is this Wednesday, okay? And so um, another thing that is happening this week um, actually on Tuesday, is that we begin another season of small groups here on the Newsong campus. And if you've participated in these, you know how valuable they can be. You've gotten to know some people across your little circle. Um, these are the best, best way. Sure, we can come on a Sunday and we can sit together and we can say, hey, I see your name is, oh, we forgot this. I forgot to talk about this. It is also Name Tag Sunday today. So this is something we do once a month just to kind of, hey, let's get to know each other a little bit better, you know, uh, with our names over soup. But small groups is truly the best way to plug in, to get to know other people in your community. And we pray and we give thanks together. We go to God for one another. So um, please, please keep that in mind. This uh, starts this Tuesday, 630 across the way in the KMC. So uh, we are going to continue on with our gathering today, and uh, we are going to pray over um, the message that is coming up right now by our lead pastor, Grant. And um, one of the things, you know, I, I interacted with several folks that are checking us out today, checking us out and visiting us, and I said, you know, we're a different kind of church. We're a different kind of church. We're a church that you know, believes in doing things that we are able to do and doing those things well. And what does that mean? That means providing bagels across the street. That means um, the pantry where it is just incredible the amount of people we serve, the garden and the things that are growing out there and Sandy Miss Retirement Center and Charter Oak and all the things. And so we just really believe in the mission and the vision of New Song Church. And we also believe that if you are sitting in these seats, you believe the same mission, the same vision. And we partner with you in prayer. We partner with you in uh, gathering. We partner with you in all things. And of course, we hope that we partner together financially with giving. And we don't pass the plates, as I said, you know, a couple Sundays ago, because we don't want to know who's giving what and whatever, but we trust that everyone who is here is doing either the little bit they can do or the big bit they can do. We just trust that God's work is here and that he will provide and use anything that is given for his honor and his glory. Amen. So let's pray for that, Stephen. Would you pray for our gathering? And we'll continue on. Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that everyone is here, that we're able to gather to worship you, to praise you. Lord, I pray that you would uh, fill this space, that you would uh, move in our hearts and our minds and our community and our relationships with one another and with you. Lord, I pray over Grant as he comes up to speak, Lord, I pray that you would speak through him, that we would hear 
um, what you have for us this morning. Lord, I thank you for everything you're doing in our community, in our world, the ways that you are making wrongs right, and you're healing every part of us that needs your healing. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Yeah, it will become evident in a minute what that was for. Terrible form, sorry, Rana. We're in Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to start today by just reading the passage, and then we will dig in. We're almost finished. We've got two weeks of Hebrews left after this week, and um, quite the journey. Um, Then we're going to enter into Advent. Can you believe it's already time for Advent? And the other day I was like, yeah, it'll be Advent, and then it's going to be um, New Year's, and then it's your birthday, then it's my birthday, then it's uh, uh, Holy Week, and then it's the summer, and then it's Advent again. I'm just like <laughs> racing through the next year. Let's just get it over with. Come, Lord Jesus. Uh, so chapter 12 of Hebrews, verses 12 to 17 is where we are today. So strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet, so that if any part is lame, it will be healed, rather than injured more seriously. Pursue the goal of peace, along with everyone, and holiness as well, because no one will see the Lord without it. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. Make sure that no one becomes sexually immoral immoral or ungodly like Esau. He sold his inheritance as the oldest son for one meal. You know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he couldn't find a way to change his heart and life, though he looked for it with tears. So a few short verses. Uh, Rona, my wife, and I uh, did something super exciting this week, which ties in quite well with the message this morning, and that's not why I did it, but we joined the gym. Well, we've not quite joined one yet. We've been shopping for a gym. Um, And can you tell? (laughs) Right? Um, So we went on Friday. This is the only picture that we got at the gym. Because I was really excited to use the hydro massage chair. I'm really focused on Planet Fitness because they have that thing. It's really good. Um, I did spend... A, 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 like I did a mile on the elliptical until I was like, yeah, that's good. Tested it, everything's working. Um, so our plan is to try all of them, because uh, you get a free trial, right? And, and then we pick just the right one. And it's funny because, uh, you know, this was, has been planned for a few weeks, but the fact that it comes on this week when I'm talking about this passage is, is quite funny, because uh, the beginning of this morning's text reminded me of the world of exercise and physical self-improvement. So strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees, right? I can almost imagine the guy on television commanding at me, addressing me as I sit in my recliner. Strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees, right? Some infomercial for some fitness equipment. And in fact, we don't need to imagine what that looks like uh, because whenever I'm in a store that sells magazines, I see things like this, right? (laughs) I tried to find one that didn't have anything sketchy on it. Sculpt a six-pack in, in minutes, right? Stay young with these secrets, secrets page 90. Um, so I decided to make my own version using the passage that we're reading today. So grace, peace along with everyone, Hebrews 12, 17, right? Strength and drooping hands and weak knees. 
you know, avoiding bitter roots, make straight paths now, pursue holiness. Because I think sometimes our presentation of what it, it means to be living in the kingdom of God can come across sometimes just as superficial and as partly easy as the big money world of fitness. It can be presented like this, just do this. Uh, but when we get right down to it, there are a lot of similarities between our physical well-being and how that progresses and how our spiritual well-being also progresses. There's a lot of connections. Uh, we, you know, last week we talked about running the race. Uh, there's some slogans of gyms and health clubs I was perusing online, and a lot of them could be things that churches say. For example, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? I can't remember who it was. Maybe G.K. Chesterton said, uh, Christianity has not been uh, tried and found lacking, but it's been found difficult and left untried, right? It, it's hard. Um, and then the second one, every day is your fresh start, right? That's from LA Fitness. Every day is your fresh start. Ronald reminded me this morning that God's mercies are new every morning, and every day we wake up to grace. And then the last one, sore today, strong tomorrow, right? <laughs> it's your fat cells crying, Ronald tells me. But that last week, it said, no discipline is pleasant when you're undergoing it, but it does reap a reward of righteousness and peace. And so the author uses, in, in Hebrews, uses these kind of ideas of, of physical health and strength in his encouragements and his warnings. We've seen run the race marked out for us with perseverance, fix your eyes on the goal, Jesus, so you don't grow weary and lose heart. And I've been feeling this urge for a while now that has culminated in this adventure of exploring the gyms of San Dimas and Covina and the, the surrounding areas, um, to pay more attention to my health, to take some action. No longer can I depend on my youthful uh, metabolism, right? Um, my knees hurt, thus the shoes. They've got inserts in them, apparently I'm never gonna be sore again. Um, I get out of breath going up the stairs to my office and going down the stairs from my office as well. And that's really the point of the first words of this text. Strengthen your drooping hands and weak knees. Make straight paths to your feet so if any part is lame, it will be healed rather than injured more seriously. So this is addressed to people who know that they are struggling, that their hands are indeed drooping and their, their knees indeed feel weak. Uh, they're trying to run this race and they are struggling. So for, it's for any of us who have come to that place, as I have in a physical way, where you're weary and you're tired and in, in, in terms of following Christ and the, the obstacles you face that you have to somehow overcome on just a daily basis. Last week I showed a picture of a three-legged race. It was like, I don't know, 60, 80 kids all running and they did it perfectly in sync across the gymnasium and it was kind of the idea of the, all of us running together toward the goal. But then I showed a second one of a bunch of kids who were not very good at it at all struggling, falling over, you know, dragging the other person along, and I think that's much more like what it can be like for us, right? Not this perfectly in sync race to the finish. And that's what he's, who he's addressing. So I put my hand up and say, yeah, this is for me. So if we recognize that life is challenging and following Jesus is not easy, what do we do? Well, the author says, make straight paths for your feet so that if any part is lame, it will be healed rather than injured more seriously. What might make straight paths mean? Well, I think in terms of finding a gym, I'd say remove as many impediments to going to the gym as you possibly can. So pick somewhere close to where you're gonna be. Someone said to me yesterday, 
don't go to any gym that's more than 15 minutes from your house because you will not go. Take away impediments. So basically for me, it's San Dimas or Kavina, the quickest route to the goal. And then if any part is lame, healed rather than injured more seriously. That's a really interesting thing because uh, when you do some kind of fitness thing, it's really important that you do it correctly so that you do heal and you're not injuring yourself more seriously. Um, so we need a guide. We need some way of marking out the straightest path in order that we will prosper, that we will grow more healthy and not less healthy. Yeah, Ronnie used to teach a free weight class, actually, and most of her time was spent correcting bad form. That's what the mirrors are for in the gym, by the way. They're not for admiring your massive muscles. They're so you look and go, wow, my form's not very good today. And that's not what you use it for, though, right? You're like, whoo, look at you. <clears throat> so make your path straight, and we need somehow to engage in this journey, this process, in a way that is a pursuit towards healing rather than actually damaging ourselves. So we need a guide. We need a partner in this. One of the first verses I ever memorized in Scripture when I was a fairly new Christian was in Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And I took that as a promise. That is so comforting to me because regardless of what life seems to be doing, I will trust in the Lord and he will make my path straight. And I will be moving towards healing. We have an enemy that would tell us that's not true, that will tell us that the circumstances of our lives are actually damaging us, but we are in the Lord's hands, and he will make our path straight. In all of life's twists and turns, as the author said, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author, pioneer, the perfecter of our faith. You know, in the, in the pursuit of health of any kind, it's important to set goals. Wouldn't you agree? And when it comes to our physical health, our goals are all going to be different depending where our starting place, what our needs are, what we're able to do, what we're trying to help or heal. Um, and anything we do to make ourselves more healthy is a good thing. Any small goal that we reach is a blessing and a benefit to ourselves, to those who love us, and to our community. And it's just the same with the spiritual life. The author tells us that there are goals that we are to pursue, and there are two of them. Verse 14, pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well because no one will see the Lord without it. Pursue peace. What does he mean by peace? Well, it really is connected to this Old Testament word shalom. It means, it means truly it means well-being. You know, we, we have this sense that in the midst of all the conflict the reality is that I am at peace with God and I can offer and receive and live into peace with my neighbor. And how do we get to peace? How do we pursue peace? How do we get to a place of shalom? Well, we just heard in the previous section in verse 11, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. This road to peace is not easy. This is a road, we talked about a good, good father who will exercise discipline 
and it's difficult at the time. It's counterintuitive. We rest. You know, when you've done a hard day's work, you know, my work is often sitting at a computer or talking on the phone. Sometimes I just want to get out there and have a shovel and dig a hole. You know, if you look around the campus, there's holes everywhere. That's me. <laughs> when I was just feeling like I got to do something. But you know when you've done a hard day's work and you've exercised your muscles and then you get to bed at night and you sleep so well, right? Peace, but it's peace through this effort, this pursuit. The second thing he says is to pursue holiness. How do we pursue holiness? Well, once again, the writer to Hebrews has already mentioned this and talks about Jesus, the one who makes people holy and the people who are being made holy all come from one source. We are being connected. That is why Jesus isn't ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. We are part of his family. And in Hebrews 10, 14, for by one sacrifice he has been made, he's made perfect forever those who are being made holy. That's such an important concept. That's why I get up in the morning because God said, I accept you. You are holy in my sight because of Christ. Therefore, get up. Your weak knees, your drooping hands, begin, engage. You know, in exercise, I have a body, and it knows what it's doing. It is designed joints, muscles, in a certain way for me to be active in my life. In Christ, I have holiness, and it knows what it is doing. And in Christ, I can live out that holiness in life and grow in it incrementally. So Jesus sets the path, and Jesus is the one who makes us holy, and we can trust him. But it's really important to note this is not simply a vertical relationship with God that we're talking about here. Once again, none of this happens apart from the community, just like the community that's gathered here this morning. Pursue the goal of peace along with everyone and holiness as well because no one will see the Lord without it. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. Make sure that no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. Make sure that no one becomes sexually immoral or ungodly. Notice all of these issues involve other people, both positively, in the midst of this congregation, we can do these things that are positive, and also negatively, in the midst of this congregation, terrible things can happen. And therein lies the great challenge for us all, and, the, and also the challenge to our participation this congregation is both a, a, a help and a, and a place of healing, and it also can be an impediment. So the first thing, pursue peace and holiness along with everyone. You know, there's a lot of debate about how to read the along with everyone part. Does it mean with your brothers and sisters pursue peace, or does it mean pursue peace with your brothers and sisters? Well, I think because of how kind of vague it is, I think it means both things. Peace with each other. Make this a priority and the pursuit of peace as a community together with one another and with the community in which you have found yourself. So really it's about maintaining a good environment. A good environment and thinking about my part in maintaining. What does that look like at a gym or a club? Well it means getting that little squishy bottle and the rag and once you've sweated all over that machine, you go wipe it down, right? Because that's disgusting especially the way I perspire. It's disgusting. Um, put the wakes back, back in the correct place. 
You know, I think sometimes we go to a thing like a gym, and there's staff who work there. They're the ones with the Planet Fitness t-shirt, right? And that's kind of how it works. They kind of do the dirty work. They empty the trash cans, they sweep the floors. And in this kind of community, we all work here. We all work here. We're all staff. We're all charged with taking care, not just of a physical campus like this, but the lives of the people around us. We all work here. Pursue peace and holiness along with everyone. The negative side is this thing about a root of bitterness. Anyone who's been involved in the garden that we have over there knows about roots. Who here has dug up roots in that garden at some point? Persistent. Yes, Ron. That is its own form of exercise and purgatory. You could do a whole sermon about that one. If anyone wants to do some more root digging, we got a, some more stuff along the wall we might want to get rid of, so talk to Ron afterwards about that. Um, make sure no root of bitterness grows up that might cause trouble and pollute many people. You know, any time a group of people to get together, whether at a gym or a church, there's going to be problems. You know, people say, oh, the church is this, the church is that. Any group of people who are together for any length of time, there's going to be upset, offense, misunderstanding. I'm done, taking my ball, and I'm leaving, kind of stuff, right? What do we need? What do we need to avoid this? You know, roots don't appear initially. They're underground until you start noticing your foundation starting to crack or your walls start to tip. It means that we have to be watchful about our own bitterness, offense, this is not a place for silence. We need honesty and faithfulness. If you have a problem, you go talk to the person. If you have a problem with me, you come talk, because it will never get better. It will never get better. It will fester, and it will infect. Did you hear what Grant did? You know, I've been thinking about Grant, this problem. Let's come talk to Grant, right? I will come and talk to you. I promise you, if I have a problem with you, I will come and talk to you with a large root as a, <laughs> an example. If you see me coming in past you with an earthy piece of stump, run. <clears throat> these, are all the, these are all the disciplines of the Christian faith. They, they are there because of the problems we have living together. Forgiveness, repentance, truth. Being together as often as possible So we're on the search for a gym, and we want to find just the right one. It's got to have a hydro massage bed. <laughs> but also, I noticed in San Dimas, the television screens are on the machines. In Kavina, they're up on the wall. So you've got to pick the machine that conforms to what political <laughs> news program you want to watch, right? So that's a downside of that. What's that? Minus two points, yeah. And so when I first walked in, though, it's just full of stuff. I have no idea really how to use it. I'm going to have to explore it. I'm going to have to have people to help me to figure out how to work these machines in order to gain the most benefit from it. They're very well equipped. If you want to get physically fit in any way, shape, or form, they've got all the stuff to help you get better, and they've got the guidance and the expertise 
to help you to do so. This passage, the central part of this is verse 15. It says, make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. In the same way that a gymnasium is equipped for all of our physical needs for healing and health and fitness, God's kingdom is of grace, is equipped for everything that we could possibly ever need as human beings. A place of grace where we can be free of condemnation, of guilt, of shame, to explore, to rest, to experiment, to live. I will talk about grace till I run out of breath. You are free, you are forgiven, completely free to live your life, to pursue the dreams that God has placed in you, the hopes that you have. Make sure that no one misses out on God's grace. You know, I heard this people, someone complained, I hope there's no one in this room, but someone complained on a Yelp review for one of the gyms in the San Dimas gym <laughs> that they are joined and they're a fee-paying member and they couldn't get in in the hours they wanted to be because that gym had the stupid idea of letting all the local teenagers have a free time in the summer to use the gym. And I was just like, okay, I get it, but like... Isn't, isn't that wonderful? They'd say, hey, young people, here's some more screens to look at. <laughs> but at least while you're looking at the screens, you could do something physical with your body, right? In the summer when it's hot, and, and that's what this is about. This is about access. This grace is open for all of us. Some of us would find it hard to exercise physically, some of us, for whatever reason, but this life of grace, this pursuit of Christ is open to every single person, no matter who you are, what you look like, where you've been, what you've done, it is open. Can I do a little thing now? This is a very classic pastor thing. I'd like everyone to close their eyes. Can we dim the lights a little bit? Okay. Hands up if you're a member of a gym. Hands up if you're a member of a gym. I see that hand. I see that hand. <laughs> Keep your hand up if you go there at least once a week. Okay, or who is a, hands up if you have a home gym set up. Keep your hand up if you use that home gym at least once a week. I see that hand. I have been, this is really good. You guys, hands stayed up. I'm surprised, to be honest. I've been a member of a gym before, and it was a sweet deal because the guy who owned the gym used to be a pastor. So one of my co-pastors said, you know the gym, that wonderful gym down there? Free membership for pastors. I'm like, finally, a reason to be a pastor. <laughs> so we went and joined up, my whole family, it was a beautiful moment. They showed us around. Um, and then never went back. <laughs> In fact, we didn't go back for so long that when we went back, it was really embarrassing. Because <laughs> they see, well, you haven't been here since. It's a free gift. And we didn't use it. You know, someone said to me, 
you know, we just read in Hebrews before about don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves, but do all the more so as you see the day approaching. And someone, I was talking about just the statistics about how often people gather with the people of God anymore, and it's like once or twice a month is, is a very regular attender. And there's many reasons for that. And I'm not going to whine about that. But this person I was talking about this said, you know, it's kind of like a gym. Some people join gyms, and they rarely ever go, but they're a member. They could go if they wanted to go, or go if they need to go. But that's not what this is about. Um, holiness. Uh, pursuit of peace. It is not just about you and it's not just about me. It is a commitment to both God and to a people. It's both things. And you cannot have one without the other. We are a family. And all of these things that are going to happen will take place in the context of a community. That is how God has designed it. You know, so at the, the end of this passage, the, the writer mentions Esau. It's a really kind of jarring change. He has this talk about the body, pursue peace and holiness. And then he refers to Esau, an Old Testament character, and says, Esau sold his inheritance as the oldest son for one meal. You know that afterwards when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected because he couldn't find a way to change his heart and life, though he looked for it with tears. You know, we did the whole hall of faith thing, the big list of people. Esau is not mentioned in there, but he's mentioned here as a negative example of someone who had all of the benefits and did not value it in the slightest and just gave it up. And then when he decided it was time he wanted it, he could not find it within himself to get back to where he had been. And this is kind of like me dressing like this today. I'm hoping I don't just do this and check out some gyms and never go back again. But I could probably fake it, right? If I wore this all the time, I'd go, there's a sporty looking guy. Hold on. <laughs> right? Why would I keep going? I hope it's because I love my family and my people, my friends, my church, my community, myself even, enough to persistently pursue Something that will let me live longer to love and to serve and to care and to build and to pray and to worship alongside the people God has given me to be a community with. And I think that's so important that there are so many other things competing for our time. You know how long it takes to make a habit, right? You know, we got to get some good habits. Do things persistently over time. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm asking my family, like, I already chickened out several times from this even visiting the gym, and partly I did it because of this sermon illustration this weekend. To be honest, I gotta go. I need people to encourage me and say, hey, didn't see you at the gym this week, Grant. How you doing? You know, it's a fun way to illustrate this message. But as Timothy, uh, Timothy said, sorry, uh, Paul said to Timothy in a, in a letter to his friend, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life 
and the life to come. And the author says, make sure no one misses out on God's grace. One of my favorite renderings of of the passage um, that Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened, is by uh, Eugene Peterson in the message. And we're gonna go communion in a minute, but I'm I'm gonna close with this. Let's just ponder these words as as how it relates to you. Because life is challenging and there are many burdens that we carry. This promise persists, it continues. It is something to claim, to pray with thanksgiving. Lord, thank you that you are my companion in this walk and I have this community to walk with. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion, come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, walk with me and work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. In response, we're going to come to the table now. And I'm going to read, this is funny, I was taking a lot of pictures when I was in the gym. And this is uh, Planet Fitness's like thing on the wall, it's mission thing. I thought, this is kind of interesting. Let's do a little like exegesis of this to church, right? We at Planet Fitness are here to provide a unique environment in which anyone, and we mean anyone, can be comfortable. That's not always the case, but these chairs are not that uncomfortable, right? But the, the, but the point is anyone, anyone. A diverse, judgment-free zone where a lasting, active lifestyle can be built. We're building, that's what we're trying to do. Spiritual building. Our product is a tool, a means to an end, not a brand name or a mold maker. You know, that happens sometimes in our religion, right? Brand names, merchandise, we're about people. A tool that can be used by anyone. In the end, it's all about you, and I'd say that's plural. It's all about us, right? As we evolve and educate ourselves, we will seek to perfect this safe, energetic environment. You guys shouting this morning was so good. Where everyone feels accepted and respected. We talked about that. We've talked about that belonging and believing and behaving. We haven't said it for a while. But my conviction is, often church is about, if you can believe correctly and you can behave correctly, you can belong. But not until you've got those things figured out. And a lot of people go, I can't come to church. We want to say, hey, you belong here. You can belong in this community. And we trust that the Holy Spirit will be working in your heart as we share the gospel that your beliefs and your behavior will start to come from the inside out. That's important. And this is my favorite bit. We're not here to kiss your butt. (laughs) Only to kick it if that's what you need. There's an element of that too. But you gotta ask us, right? I need a bit of a, you know, the help here, some accountability. We need you, because face it, our planet wouldn't be the same without you, you belong. And that's what this table is about. Jesus invited his friends as conflicted and confused, sinful, doubting as they were to join him at the table. 
as a means of accepting and embracing his work in this world, his salvation that was coming. And he sat around the table and he took bread when he broke it and given thanks. He said, take and eat, this is my body. He took the cup and he blessed it and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is for the new covenant for the forgiveness of sins. So we're gonna take communion now. There's a station at the back and a station at the front. In your own time, uh, come down and take a, the juice and the bread and then take it back to your seat and we'll take it all together shortly. Just to remind us that we do this together.
Does anyone need served where they are? If you need served, raise your hand and someone will bring you the elements. Let's pray. O Lord God, who sees all things, who now looks upon his people with eyes of love and acceptance and invitation, because, Lord Jesus, you have accomplished for us what we could not accomplish by ourselves. You have broken down every barrier that stood between us and our Creator. Lord, convince us again that we do indeed belong to you. Remind us again that for the joy set before you, you endured the cross, scorning its shame, and you have sat down at the right hand of the Father. You're with us, Lord. Fix our eyes upon you. We take this bread in remembrance with great thanksgiving. Lord Jesus, you have done it for us, and we thank you. just came to mind that when people are running a marathon there's these stations people with plastic cups you know along the way communion we do this every week because it, it, it focuses our minds back again on the refreshment that comes from Christ that is essential to living this life. He is healing us. He will fully heal us. And he has done it for us. We take the cup in remembrance. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great mercy. Thank you, Lord, that you're the one who clears the obstacles. And Lord, you're the one who uses obstacles to shape us, to mold us. Lord, may none of us ever feel alone here. Uh, We have you, but Lord, you are the one who is embodied in your body, in the hands and feet of your children. Give us eyes to see one another uh, with love, with understanding. Help us to pursue that peace and holiness without which we cannot see you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.